Hello and welcome to Dictated Podcast, the podcast for the Dictated Game website, where you can find all sorts of uh, stories, guides, experiments, and all kinds of FM content. You can find us, of course, at dictatedgame.com and on Twitter at dictatedgame. Uh, my name is Fernando, also known as Roxanne FM, and we have a very special program today. But first, I'm going to introduce those who join me. We also have um, All Lady Plays, aka Kate. How's it going, Kate? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Very well, thanks a lot. Uh, we also have the FMK, aka Matty. How's it going, Matty? It's going well, thank you. How about yourselves? Very well, thanks. Of course, also joining us is Luke. How's it going, Luke? I'm good. Good evening. And of course, joining us, uh, a very special guest today, uh, Dominic Baker from Sports Interactive, joining us uh, for a very interesting interview. Uh, why don't you tell us, Dom, what you what is it that you do in, in the show? And welcome, first of all, to the program. Oh, thanks for the warm welcome. Hello, everyone. Uh, yeah, I'm Dominic Baker. I am the social media manager at Sports Interactive. I am, I guess, the man behind Football Manager's social channels, along with my fabulous team. Um, I've been here for about, coming on to three years now. So, uh, yeah, loving every day of it. Great to have you on with us. Um, well, first, I uh, uh, wanted to ask you a bit about how uh, what is it that you do actually in, in detail uh, over at, well, Sports Interactive or, or FM, as you want to call it. Um, and particularly, I also wanted to know what has been your, your save uh, in this FM21. We When Tom Davidson was here, over here, we discussed, of course, Davidson Ball and his fantastic Ajax save. What, so what's, what's been your save <laughs> in this FM21? And what is that you do in precisely more detail with, with Sports Interactive? Yeah, so I am the social media manager, so I work in the comms team, the in-house comms team at uh, Sports Interactive, alongside Tom Davidson, who you obviously heard from last week. Um, so that entails me working alongside um, Declan and Andrew, two colleagues of mine in the social team, and we look after the social channels for Football Manager. Um, so we sort of split our responsibility responsibility a little bit um, the focus mainly, as you all know, is our, on our Twitter, um, but we also, of course, run our Facebook, Instagram, which Deck sort of takes as the creative guy in the team, um, YouTube content as well, which we've kind of ramped up a little bit of this year, um, of course, Twitch, which we've not dabbled in too much at the moment, and then our global channels too. Um, we have Twitter accounts for different territories. Uh, we oversee a team of guys, wonderful guys, who manage those accounts too. So all things social media basically um i also help out a bit with the the writing as does andrew as does tom i'm sure he chewed your guys ears off about that last week good old tom um that's something which we're really passionate about as well um getting our our words out there onto the website um and work with the community in doing so as well so all things social all things writing i'd say that's fantastic and who are you currently currently managing your your fm21 say are you actually able to play the game a lot you've been you said you've been really uh tied up with a lot of work so have you been able to to enjoy the newest game i have yeah um i mean you're right this this cycle has been absolutely crazy it's been brilliant but just crazy um i i, I guess as you guys know you know with with um with various lockdowns and things has brought on a, a whole new wave of football manager players, which we are incredibly grateful for. Um, but it's made us very busy, <laughs> but that's great. Um, outside of that, I've been able to squeeze quite a lot of FM in though. So don't feel too sorry for me. Uh, my save is with, sounds boring on the face of it, but but let me uh, let me explain. With Barcelona, 
Um, I've been on the same save since I first got my hands on the game a little before beta. Um, I'm a few seasons in. I've not been able to play it as much as I'd like, but I've still, I'm into uh, 2024, 25, I think. Um, with Barcelona, I've only just really been able to sort of conquer the world um, because there's a lot of fixing to do in that Barcelona team. As we saw from uh, from this week, I guess, in the Champions League, looking pretty poor and um, getting destroyed by uh, Kylian Mbappe. So I've enjoyed, um, you know, it's not too hands-on, is it, Barcelona? But there's still a bit of a, an overhaul to do. A lot of transfers to be made, a lot of shipping out big wages. Um, and it's been fun. I've enjoyed it thoroughly. I think, what, like you said on Twitter the other day, Dom, Barcelona is pretty much Messi and 10 guys now. And he doesn't even want to be there. That's how bad Barcelona are at the moment. They've got their main man who's carrying them. He's not going to be there gone July. And they're financially and not in a good state as well. So it's quite... It'll be, I think it'll be a really good save next year if Messi does go. It looks like he will. To rebuild after Messi, that would be an amazing save, I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, even even in this year, you've still got the turbulence of his contract runs out after the first season. If you do well, he might sign on at ridiculous wages, as we found out recently in real life as well. Um, but yeah, even in my save, it's definitely Messi and 10 blokes and me, which doesn't help either. But um you know, I've 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 won him over um, in recent times. Once once you get a bit deeper as well, as Messi's coming to uh, his last legs, you know, knocking on thirty five, thirty six, just starting to play him as a as a a number six, just in front of the back four, just you know, spraying passes, not really moving much. Um, but obviously, that left peg still comes in handy from free kicks and dead balls. So it's been pretty fun, I've got to say. Doesn't sound the most exciting, as I said, but uh, yeah, it's good fun. Yeah, I mean, it's a very interesting rebuilding job. Uh, perhaps you had a, a lot of uh, resources, but you also have a lot of, of, of uh, wedges tied up and uh, a bit of a tumultuous situation. Uh, pretty much like we did with, with, with Tom, we've uh, reached out to the team at the Italy Game and, of course, at the community to look for some questions uh, for the, for this interview. We have quite a lot of, of them. And we're going to start with but the first one, which is uh, actually not so much from related, but maybe... <laughs> Well, we'll carry on then. Um, what games do you play uh, other than, than FM? And whether uh, working at, at FM at, at, at Sports Interactive takes a bit of the of the joy away from the game at all? So, I mean, I would say FM is the main game that I play and have always played. Um, I've got two older brothers who introduced me to it at a very young age. So I've been playing it long before I even really understood what it was. Um, but outside of that, big, big FIFA fan uh, growing up. Always <gasps> determined to be the best out of my friends. I know. Um, <laughs> I often would have, you know, like a weekend league ultimate team going on. This was before I joined the studio, of course, by the way. Um, I'm talking like college, uni days. I'd have weekend league ultimate team going on, grinding with that um, whilst trying to play FM in between half-time breaks and stuff. Not really mm-hmm. paying attention to either game, really, but um, trying to juggle all of that. Um, I would say all games have got to be sports games for me, which, again, sounds fairly boring. But um, love 2K as well, NBA 2K. Um, mm. I wish I was better at it than I was. I am uh, a big lover of basketball who always fails to try and keep up with the latest scores and latest uh, trades. But 2K uh, is a love of mine too. And have you found that working with, with uh, Sports Interactive have made perhaps FM a bit, you know, 
uh, not, not not tiresome, but maybe a bit same old, same uh, same old. You know, always focusing on the game, or has it just made no difference to the way you enjoy the game? I think for me, it's it's gone the opposite way. I think maybe I don't play it as much as I did before, but I definitely appreciate it more than I did before. I think me being in the comms team, maybe a little far removed from the the dev team, although of course in the office we're all on the same floor and we all get to oversee the work that they do. But I think seeing the hours people put in. And the passion that they have for it actually makes me kind of love it even more, as romantic as che- and cheesy as that may sound. Um, and I, it just means that I get to I get to live and breathe FM every day. Obviously, being on on our social accounts as well, primarily on Twitter, I'm constantly seeing save updates from people. I'm seeing Wonder Kid profiles slapped on on our Twitter account. I'm seeing um, wonderful blogs and videos and streams. Um, so keeping an eye on all that stuff as well means that. I'm sort of just watching other people play FM all the time as well, which, as you guys will all know and listeners will know, is the key ingredient to make you want to play FM. <laughs> you know, if you're watching a stream or or reading a blog, it really makes you want to fire the game up as well. So I think for me, it's gone the opposite way, definitely. I think I think I obviously someone started SI quite recently. But obviously, when I joined, I joined just before FM21 release. And I was actually, I was already playing a game before release. And the only thing I felt is when when release actually came, it was like, oh, I've been playing it for a few <laughs> weeks now. So it wasn't anything, it wasn't such a big event for me anymore because I've been playing it. I was already about two seasons in by then. So that's the thing I feel, but I, I agree with Don. I think because you know how passionate people are in the studio about it, it makes you love it even more because everyone in that studio loves the game. Okay, we'll we'll move on to to the next question. Of course, I mean, there's this this old hash about you know knowing how how something works probably makes you love it more. It works some, for some people. It works. It doesn't for some other. Hopefully, uh, it does totally for you. Uh, next question is a bit of a FM classic, um, but since as you are a long time player of the game, uh, probably will make sense. What's your favorite new gem of all time? My favorite new gen uh, is actually from last year. Um... I guess a bit of recency bias creeping in there. Last year, I had, again, quite a uh, a glory hunter save, talking about Barcelona, and now I'm going to talk about um, PSG. But um, uh, last year, I had a save where I essentially tried to win the Champions League in every uh, top European league. Again, sounds like a very, fairly boring thing to do, but it was super fun. And you're spending big money, you're playing ridiculous tactics, you're scoring lots of goals. That's kind of all I'm in it for, to be honest. All the glory. Um, while I was at PSG, I had a 15-year-old come through, Spanish striker, five foot ten, right-footed, called Raúl. Um, obviously, the exact same profile as the Raúl, um, the wonderful Real Madrid striker. Um, he was ridiculously talented as well. Um, was a five-star, won the kid as soon as he came through at 15. Obviously, on PSG and win the league, I just decided to play him every game from there on in as a 15-year-old. As soon as he was able to get into the first team, I was playing him in yeah. league games. And essentially, the, the the my team had got so strong and the league had got so dull, I decided to make the save all about getting this guy to become the best player of all time. Um, so even when I left a couple of seasons in, you know, when he's turning 17, 18, I left to join Arsenal, I think, because they had a bit of a rebuild job going on with lots of money to spend. Took Rayo with me, made sure that he kept playing games, kept kept scoring goals. Um, so that's the real only time I've made a save all about a new gen. 
So uh, he has a special place in my heart as well because of the name as well, of course. I mean, with a name like that, you're going to be yeah, good, right? Big shoes to fill. Exactly. <laughs> and he filled them. He filled them all right. Absolutely. What about you guys? What was your, your favorite new gem of all time? We had a couple of long time players over here. So what was your favorite uh, new gem, guys? I can tell you what my favorite new gen is. You might have guessed it's probably my Luke Hume new gen. Pelham got him. And that's not technically my one. Because Pelham regenerated it. But definitely my regen. Oh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> You're allowed to say that. My, my new yeah, gen. Um, but that, that he got, and that was oh, amazing. <laughs> Being in the game, what about you, Kate or or Mati? Um, my favorite was um, Cesarino, who was on FM thirteen or fifteen. I'm not sure, but it was a, the the game I played the longest. I think I lasted about thirty five seasons. Um, I started with Fortaleza in the Serie C in Brazil and brought them up to Serie A, won the championship, won Libertadores, and, um, and so on. And I got this kid come through, Cesarino, who was a striker, just an amazing... I mean, he jumped into the team right away at 16, and he never got out of it. And then after a few years in Brazil, he'd already scored, you know, 100 goals for my team and everything. We got, I got a call from Bayern and they wanted to know if I wanted to come be their manager. So I did. And I brought Cesarino with me. So he went and won the European Champions League. He ended up scoring over 100 goals for Brazil. He won the World Cup. He won the Ballon d'Or. It was just an amazing regen. So that was my guy. Oh, always taking your, your new genes with you guys. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to try that tactic. Um, yeah, I've, I've yeah. never been in that situation when I've been at a club and I've been at a move regens between those clubs because I tend to, whenever I, I'm a bit like, I think it's it's Luke that falls in love with players too quickly on this game, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do that. I get way too attached to my youngsters in a team. So I've had, I had two come through on last year's game uh, at Leeds, uh, a forward and a winger. And they were they were in the first team from uh, sort of a quarter of the way through the season because I just they, they were amazing. They were they were getting uh, England call ups by seventeen to the to the full senior team, and I could never bring myself to leave Leeds just because it's my my just club as case. well. <laughs> and I just thought I, they're doing so well for Leeds. I can't I can't turn my back on Leeds and take these two kids, even though they're completely made up away from them yeah if there's two of them as well it would have made it so hard to make sure you got both of them at your new club as well yeah um it'd be like you know separating children at that point wouldn't it yeah pretty much <laughs> very hard very hard to to do it um moving moving on um we have a question asking what's the next uh, big focus for fm uh, dom uh we have of course in, in fm21 they were holding interactions um, before in, in FM20, we had uh, the focus on, you know, long-term um, play with the with the development center and all, all things, uh, the pathways to, to the first team. So what, what do you think could do with a, with a fresh take in the coming editions of the game? Can I have a guess before you answer? Have a guess. VR. <laughs> well, I want I mean... to be able to sit on the touchline and shout at my players. 
I thought you were going to say you want to be able to control it then, like a special <laughs> mode. No, that, but that's, that's all you do. To, that's too close to FIFA. <laughs> VAR manager. We just simulate <laughs> your life as, as the VAR official at Stuckley Park. There's the there's the spin off. You would have to make that one a first person shooter. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I mean, my answer is going to be fairly uh, sitting on the fancy. I'm sure, as you would have anticipated. But um, I mean, the answer is I don't know. Of course, um, there are people in the studio that definitely do know. Um, they keep it well under wraps until uh, until certainly at least the comms team and the likes of me get to know. But I guess one thing I would say is that um, to answer this question in some respects would be that um, nothing is ever really off the table when it comes to thinking about FM, as long as it's football, of course. Um, mm-hmm. I can see a couple of questions. Time we'll get to the silly. The silly requests, which I absolutely love, but um, you know, the minds behind the game at the top at the top level, and talking about feature design, uh, never ever stop thinking about ideas, uh, thinking about what's possible. Never stop reading feature requests. Um, and so I'd say, whatever area it is, I guess um, we'd probably be talking about refining and making better something that already exists within the game, which we've done fairly recently in the last few editions. Um, is just to try and keep making the game better, as boring as that sounds. Um, and whatever it is, I'm sure I'm excited about it because I think what we've seen in the last few editions as well is that the feature sets have themes as well. As you said there, you know, 20 was about long-term play. Um, this year was about sort of interactions, as you say, and, and giving more control to the player. So I really enjoy working out the themes of the game and pushing that in our comms and in our uh, advertising as well so i mean i'm just excited as you guys are to to get my hands on more information really absolutely and of course being being part of the of the pr team you are a lot in touch with the with the community as you said so what were of course people always know better and uh, people always are uh, Claiming what they what they, the game should be next. So, what was some of the most funniest suggestions you had for new features that you appear in the in the coming games? I think the ones that always make me laugh, and they make me laugh because there's a a part of me that agrees with them. I think <laughs> is that people wanting to spend money as a manager in the game, um, and obviously this all comes from the fact that you as a manager have a contract and therefore have a salary and have weekly wages. Um, and so people want to spend that money. And to a certain point, I think in the studio, we agree with that because you do get the money. And so, you know, perhaps why can't you in a manager's world spend it? But it's the thing that people want to spend it on, which always makes me laugh. And we always get suggestions of, well, I could, you know, I could start building my house and I could start, you know, as I get better in my career, I could start building swimming pools and buying cars and, um, you know, buying fashionable items and pets and and things like that and you know once you open the can of worms that is money for managers um and then open sort of a shop for managers to spend that money in uh that's just what really makes me laugh that really is a can of worms um but i absolutely love hearing these kinds of things football manager 2022 meets the sims there he got exactly (laughs) it is very Sims, isn't it that's exactly Um, what i was thinking yeah like you know buying like Gucci designer suits for the touchlines, things like this. Like, it, it would hey, be brilliant, I, wouldn't it? I, I can really, actually. Why people would 
would suggest that because it to me it does make sense because you think about a lot of managers in real time probably are motivated by money. So you might get that that job offer from a team that's sort of similar reputation to the team you're already at, but they're offering you a hell of a lot more money. And I think a lot of managers in real life would probably go for that money. But because obviously the, there's no sort of transactional value to to being paid that extra money in the game, a lot of managers on Football Manager don't do it. Yeah. Well, I think doesn't uh, the wage money count into the leaderboards, or am I mistaken? Do think you might be onto something there, Fernando. I, it might be a maybe not the Hall of Fame leaderboard type thing, but there might actually be um, sort of an unlockable achievement for it, like mm. total in-game earnings. There'd definitely be that an achievement be for it. Um, it also does sort of behind the scenes. I mean, this isn't an exclusive by any sense, but behind the um, scenes, obviously, give you more job security as well because. Yeah. By be by being on a bigger contract, you're harder to fire um, because the club would need to pay you more compensation, even though you wouldn't get to spend that compensation as we just discussed. But um, <laughs> that's a part of it as well. Get popping back to the feature request. So obviously, one of my jobs I've been doing lately is I've been collecting feature requests in our feature request forms. So you can anyone can request a feature request, and one of the best ones is I don't know if we cancel the foot ones of feature requests because. Literally, all he said was, "Make a rugby, rugby and netball game." I think it was something just saying you should make these games. You'll be stupid if you don't. That, that, rugby manager. Yeah. So that's probably that's probably my best one because it's how it, how I said it. How you should make these games. You'd be stupid if you didn't. I just <laughs> made me made me smile. A yeah. bit, a bit, a bit aggressive. Well, I, I think mean, there'd be people that would play rugby manager, but it's obviously not renowned a sport as football. So I think it'd be a bit more niche. And there's a reason yeah. that FIFA does better than, I don't know, the rugby equivalent. I don't know yeah. if there is a rugby equivalent. But yeah, sorry, no, sorry, them. That's okay. I was just going to say, uh, to sort of add to Luke's point, um, and then your guys' point is that. Um, while some of these things are mad and, you know, we're laughing at them, you, you can tell, as Luke sort of alluded to there, that uh, all of these requests and features, as long uh, as, as mad as they are, all come from a place of complete passion. Um, and on the, you know, the rugby slash other sports simulations that we should be making, you know, we are, we are football people. We're, we're people obsessed by not only creating FM, but by everyday football you know we're all mad about our own teams outside of you know in-game football so um that's for someone else to make i suppose but that's also not my call to make so there you go yeah uh, um speaking of of new features i'm, I'm sorry we're keep beating this this uh, issue but i'm gonna kick this this one over to to Kate because i think she's been she's talked with to the big boss uh, about it but do you think women's football will uh, be uh, ever be in, in football manager? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think we um, in the studio enjoy that this question comes up so much because, again, we can see that it comes from a place of absolute passion. Um, we've been, I hope, um, at least Miles has been, uh, and we try to where we're sort of asked that um, within the studio, we certainly want women's football to become a thing in football manager. Um, the reason behind, and again, this is no exclusive. This is 
in Miles's Twitter, this is in responses from us on Twitter as well, is that when we do it, and it is when, I guess, and not if, um, we want to do it properly. And to do that is a big investment of money and a big investment of time. Um, you know, we can't just add one league into the game as it is because there are certain rules which we'd need to completely rewrite. There are certain animations that need to be different. Um, whilst men's and women's football aren't different sports, the games are played in different ways and different styles. The, yeah. the players run in different ways. And Miles's answer on this is always that we cannot cheat doing this. We cannot cut corners in doing this. And so I think that's quite admirable, um, for, at least from my perspective anyway, is that we definitely don't want to rush this and make it seem half-hearted we when we do it we will do it properly and i hope that we do it very soon so that i could be here to enjoy it um and yeah i'm looking forward to the day where it becomes a thing yeah it's it's something that of course i'm desperate about because i played women's football for for so many years myself and you know had i been a fair bit younger there weren't any pro teams when i was old enough to try and make them so had i been a bit younger i might have been able to um had a, might have been able to try and have a career, but mm. um, but it would be really it would be really cool to be able to do that as well. It would just that would it would be. I mean, it was such a big addition for me a few years back when they added the ability to be a woman manager. Right, that was a huge immersion thing for me because now all of a sudden I could look down on the sideline and see myself rather than see a man so just little things like that they make such a difference and i i want i want other women to know what an amazingly cool game this is in terms of you know the way that i see it in terms of how it's basically a relationship manager sim <laughs> in that <laughs> you know very uh, i the way that i play the game is focused on dynamics and it always has been since before they were called dynamics um, I used to draw up charts of who was friends with whom and, and things like that so that I would know who to play with whom, um, stuff like that. So it's it's really exciting that there's that there's more of that now. And, and I can't wait for there to be women's football as well. But again, I agree with Miles and with what you're saying, that it has to be done right, and, and that's not cheap. I also think it's it's really important. I, I think I, I've said this before in the, in the show uh, back when I wasn't hosting, actually. Um, oh, happy days! Um, <laughs> that um, it, it's really important. I think also because it would expose a large section of of football fans to women's football, and I think that even with the whole the the the, the big development that have been going on 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 women's football and the the, the public awareness that, that has been gaining in all parts of the world. I think that there is still a, a large section that's very much not looking at it, like, let alone like important, like not actual football. So I think it would be really important to, to expose a lot of people to women's football, to the, the consideration of women's football, and to help the sport grow. And I'm speaking as, as, a, as a person that didn't really come from a, a football family and that learned to love football, not, not mainly, but in the beginning through, through, through video games, not FM in this case, because it, was, it didn't arrive into Argentina. But, um, but it was really like, whoa, this is something really interesting, something that I, that I, I love and 
that's how my, my relationship with, with football developed. So if we, we can have that happen to, to women's football, to that, that part of the public that isn't paying attention to it, it would be, it would be super important. And I think it's a, it's a really huge reason to, to include it. Yeah, for sure. And hopefully, um, if slash when it happens, um, really looking forward to the collaboration that comes with um, people inside women's football as well, because that's inevitable too, right? Um, working closely with, with people behind the scenes in that industry as we do um, with the current men's game, you know? Um, so yeah, completely echo your guys' thoughts there. Um, can't wait for the day that it happens. Absolutely. We are, we all. Um, moving on to a bit of a different subject, uh, someone asked, um, have you played the film on the Switch and what do you think of it? And I, I also want to extend it to uh, the newest um, Xbox, Xbox edition because FM has been uh, broadening their platforms that they are available on. So what do you think about FM on the Switch, FM on, on the Xbox, FM perhaps touch or, or mobile? What, what do you think of them? So I've only really got experience of FM on a non-PC on mobile um, in terms of actual, you know, hours of gameplay. Um, I had a bit of a taster of Xbox. Um, obviously, we released it in lockdown, so it was quite hard to get sort of copies beforehand and all that good stuff. Um, so not too much experience on Xbox. Um, a little bit on Switch. Um, that was mainly in the office. Um, we had a few devices in the office that would kick around and... Um, I just love that FM's becoming more accessible uh, on different platforms. Long may it continue. Um, so yeah, my, my, I've had a few good saves on 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 mobile, um, mostly for my commute, which I think we can all um, all relate to. Obviously, I don't have much of a commute anymore. It's just walking down about <laughs> walk, stairs, walking downstairs, um, and the laptop on. <laughs> yeah, so I can't get too much uh, mobile in on, on my walk downstairs, but. Um, but yeah, that's sort of my experience of uh, of non of FM on non PC, I, I guess. Well, if you're ever looking to to um, give a, a read on it, uh, we have an excellent guide on FM Mobile by Pelham, I believe, at Dictator Games. So maybe check it out later for your when the commutes <laughs> come back. <laughs> there you go. What a great plug that is! You're an absolute uh, an absolute <laughs> pro. I love that. Right, um, I love you tonight, Fernando. <laughs> I should also say, I guess, on this is that before people think that uh, you know the social media manager doesn't play FM, what is he? What's he talking about? I obviously have great collaboration with the uh, the testers and the designers and the leads on those products. So uh, you know, I uh, I know who to ask the right questions to if there's any uh, issues on those platforms. I just want to get that out there before anyone thinks I'm not doing my job. <laughs> But that's fantastic. But again, moving on to, to the final questions, we have uh, one that says, do you think it's important that games like Full Manager focus on realism and immersion, even if it's, it's at, at expense of user-friendliness and accessibility, such as the changes made to the uh, match-changing UI this, this year? It's a really good question. Uh, and again, is one, uh, I guess, maybe not a question, maybe more of a debate. Um, that is had, I guess, in the community that I can see. Uh, I imagine it's also a, a debate which is had um, at a design level as well, behind the mm -hmm. scenes. Um, as I said earlier, things Football Manager related in all avenues of the game are talked about all the time. Um, but I think for for games like Football Manager, maybe they could come away from that. So in simulation games in that genre, um, could come away from real realism and immersion, and perhaps they could benefit from that. But I think f 
speaking purely on football manager, it is the realism and the immersion and the likeness to real life football that makes it what it is. And um, although perhaps adding in elements which are perhaps unrealistic might enhance um, the game for some people, I think for a lot of people and certainly for um, the the fans of the game inside the studio, the people that are working on it, the people that are um, designing the features, Miles himself, of course, um, the realism is the thing that makes Football Manager what it is and so unique. And I think um changing that in any sense would uh would make it not football manager if that makes any sense whatsoever so you're saying a vr a vr mode when you shout at your players is not on the cards <laughs> <laughs> sorry kid you were saying no i was just agreeing i was just agreeing it does make perfect sense i think a big one you get like doing my job looking at that on the forums is people asking if we can turn Brexit, um, if we can turn Brexit off. That's a big one. Um, so obviously having Brexit make it much harder to sign players in England for work permits or that. That's a common one. But like like Don said, realism is such an important part of thought manager. Yeah, and there's a there's a debate to be had there, of course, as I said. But there's also a role that we have and that our designers have in trying to create a realistic world that we want to create so talking about brexit there obviously uh covid19 is also part of the conversation here as well i guess and how we dealt with that um because if we are totally realistic um you know covid's not in the game and the messed up schedules as a result are not in the game um and so we we do have to build the world that we want to build um if that makes any sense again. Um, but I think how we do that is marvellous and, again, is what makes Football Manager Football Manager. No, absolutely. And I, I was going to say when, when Luke mentioned uh, Brexit, um, I think the way you you guys handled uh, the COVID uh, issue is absolutely fantastic. We actually had a bit of a, of a debate when it was announced uh, for FM21 and maybe uh, some of the guys weren't, were against it, were saying, like, well, maybe I want to just play the game and not be considering mm. what, uh, COVID did to to the world, but I, I was like, of course you can't you can't include as as an you know as the the uh, Ill, illness part of it, but the, the effects that it had on football. I mean, you, you absolutely had to consider them. To me, the way that you handled it was absolutely perfect. So I mean, it, it was a hundred. I'm a hundred percent agreeing with you guys on on that one. Um, but coming to talk of of well, not COVID, but the, the pandemic in general. Uh, of course, you guys had to do a lot of work uh, at home because of you know, the lockdown and all, all, all of that. How have you found working at home compared to uh, the SI Towers? Is Britain here? I don't know if there are dark towers. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm miles away. Can you, can you guess who wrote that? Uh, you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> SI Towers. I do like that name. Um, we need an, an official name. Maybe that can be it. But um, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? I think back, we're coming up to a year now that we were uh not allowed in the office um and i guess like everyone else in the world it was a bit of a novelty at first it was quite different at first and when things are different they can be sometimes be a bit exciting for a little while um but now i miss it completely um miss the office even miss the commute for me it's just under an hour um drive stuck in traffic coming into london um and i even miss that now 
<laughs> I miss putting jeans on and actually wearing proper clothes that aren't just pajamas. Um, of course, I miss the people as well. SI is an extremely collaborative place, as you can imagine. Um, and outside of work, we got up to all sorts of, of fun things. Um, really, really miss lunchtime football. Um, I can say that with certainty. But on the other side of that, we've adapted really well. Um, the processes, the work processes that have been put in place, particularly in, in dev teams um, where traditional ways of working are always um, sort of being rewritten, uh, new processes are being made, and the way that people and teams have adapted has been outstanding. And I guess in some ways, um, at working from home has allowed people to do things they otherwise might not have been able to achieve. Um, you know, you've got more time. In theory, you're less tired because you've not had a commute. You've had an, an extra however long you've wanted in bed, for example. Um, so, yeah, there's there's pros and cons to all of it, of course. But I guess for me, the the biggest thing is just missing the people and missing the environment. The office, uh, for anyone that's lucky enough to go there, is an extremely beautiful place. Um so yeah, you just get a bit of a spring in your step when you walk into it, even on the the most gloomiest of London days, which uh, Stratford often is quite rainy. Um, you know, typical England. So yeah, miss the people, miss the atmosphere, um, miss uh, the shenanigans we'd get up to in the office. I I've never experienced well, have experienced. I've been out for that day, got the job, and I can't even know Ryan, but I I can't see him. So, <laughs> uh, but I've been told, but. Like you were saying, over commute, I've been told by a number of people for the first few weeks I do it, it'll be amazing commuting to London every day, but then it soon becomes um, annoying. When you, when you get a few train cancellations and delays, it soon becomes a bit of a bore, I've been told. So, yeah, I think that's fair. I think, uh, you know, commuting in any sense can, and any sort of traveling can often give you a chance to sort of switch off, um, listen to a podcast. Oh, I've heard this one's pretty good. There you go. There's your <laughs> plug. Um, <laughs> uh, and, you know, it gives you a chance to potentially get some jobs done. You know, if you sit on a train and you've got some personal emails to write back to, some texts you've catching up on, some Amazon ordering to do, you know, you can do it. But, um, but you know, the temptation now to sort of sit in bed for an extra hour, which I do far too often, is, uh, you know, is a big one and gets in the way sometimes but um you know as i said earlier i'm only sort of 12 steps down from my temporary still even though i've been here a year desk in the office uh, in the living room i should say so um yeah maybe i can't complain too much i guess we should also say we're on here but the like the management team at si have been absolutely amazing in helping helping everyone adapt like i don't think they could have done a better job um would you agree dom yeah absolutely um SI is great for a number of reasons. Uh, one of those reasons is the sort of atmosphere that they've created. Um, if you strip back all the that cool elements of the job, being that you're working at a game studio in a football space, if you just look at it purely as an office and purely as a, a company, um, they really do smash out those ideals and those uh, the things that come with it too from a sort of management as you said luke and, and hr point of view as well so we've been thoroughly looked after um yeah they couldn't have done more in that sense either to make to make working from home really i guess uh a more long-term thing i think we they realized early on that this was going to be here for a few years 
is as, as sad as that sounds. And so got everyone settled, um, got those processes, as I said, in place early on so that now we're pretty comfortable and confident um, and ready for potentially however any cycles this continues for. Absolutely. And as you said, I mean, it's, it's, it's pros and cons. So I guess you take the good with the bad and, and, and keep rolling. Um, we have the last question. And of course, um, we talked with, with Tom about the byline, the, uh, well, I, I don't know how to describe it, but the, 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 the official FM, I, I would suppose, space where we're creators and, and guys at, at, at <clears throat> sorry, at SI can, uh, you know, upload a series of, of guides and, um, I would say like, tips for, for the game, as well as interviews with, with uh, footballers and all sort of famous people, what they think, why uh, FM is important in their lives. And I wanted to ask you, what, what do you think about it? What, what has been good about, about working with it? What have you most, you know, uh, taken an interest in from the violin, what you think it's, what do you think about it, basically? Yes, the, the byline has a special place in my heart. I'm sure, um, I'm sure it's the same for Tom. Um, the byline is essentially, as you said, it's a, it's a blog. It's a space on our website um, where we upload content, um, content written both by the people in the comms team, occasionally in collaboration with people from the dev team, um, and quite often uploading pieces on behalf of community members too, um, working with a whole range of guys in the community um, to try and get their voices out there as well and get them you know credited for for their work on our site um for us that is the perfect way to to be sharing uh, community content um it started out really without getting too romantic and fuzzy because as i said it it really is a passion project um tom and i in a bit of downtime on the cycle of fm 19 i think in the summer of 19 um decided that we should really you know start doing this stuff properly um before the byline was a thing the only real writing we would do would be a sort of teams to manage piece once a year which would drive really good traffic which would get a lot of conversation going um but aside from that we weren't doing an awful lot uh we saw it as a bit of a gap um and something which we could you know fill our our free time in um as i said a passion project that we were both very passionate about as people who fancied themselves as a bit of writers. Um, Tom having written, you know, on a WordPress <laughs> in his, uh, in his uni days about football and me having sort of done the same, um, writing for fanzines for Watford, the club I support, um, and bits and bobs like that really. Um, and having read quite a lot of community content myself, uh, a lot of great blogs and guides as someone working in social wanted to try and work out a way for us to get, voices out there a little bit more and uh in conversation with people in the studio this is you know this is the way that we can do that so um the byline is a is a wonderful place i think even now even now it's been a thing for for two or three years um it's still got such such a more room to grow i would say um tom and i and uh andrew who i've mentioned earlier on are really the owners of that and uh try and dedicate as much time to it as we can it's still a little bit of a uh i wouldn't say a hobby it's more than that but um you know it's no one's main responsibility but it is a place that uh we would love to grow more and uh we will do that in the in the coming months and and cycles to come um 
it's something we're um, immensely passionate about and i hope that comes across uh even announced in our in our writing that'll do the job for me yeah it absolutely does and i think there's some some really great articles over there um actually uh, one of them is by a member of the ddg team by uh ihor aka crusader star uh crusader star sorry um so yeah i mean i think they you do a fantastic job and it's it's really the home of some fantastic world over there. So I'm, I'm really glad you, you guys started that up. I was just going to pop in quickly just to put mine and Ryan's eyes like Dante. Me, me and Dom have got a lot to thank about them for. Like, obviously, me and Ryan, that we, we mentioned it before in the podcast, but me and Ryan basically got invited up by Dom and Tom two years ago now, one year ago, something like that. Yeah, I was trying couple, to work this out before A couple of years ago. Weirdly, yeah. I've actually... No, 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 a notepad you gave it that day. I found that stuck in the bottom of my drawer the other day. So, oh, nice. so basically, we came up a couple of years ago, and um, because we've been writing for Byline, and that pretty much how me and Ryan got our got our jobs at Spot Interactive because we we did the Byline, and that sort of bridged the gap into working. So it can it can bring a lot of avenues, not not necessarily working for SI, but it can it can. Bring a, get you a lot closer to a studio and bring you loads, loads of opportunities. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, I mean, we don't tend to uh, to think too much about sort of what it could bring to people other than, you know, a, a joined passion for, for writing about Football Manager. But um, I guess outside of that, what I should say in this section too is that anyone could contribute to... Um, the, it was called the Wednesday Wisdom section at some point. Um, contribute to that community section. Um, I will do a plug of my own now. Email byline at sigames.com and you'll have a sort of a direct route into my inbox. Uh, if you've got an idea, if you just want to know some more information about it, uh, writing for the byline doesn't have to be a thing you were invited to do. You could approach us and we could chat about ideas you may have or topics you want to cover or even if you've just... You reckon you've got, you know, a few hours on a weekend to spend scribbling some ideas away. Let's have a chat. I think for me, being someone who wanted to really get into writing, get into marketing, um, I was constantly looking for ways to get my words out there, you know, as we all do, I guess, at some point. And is the reason why you guys on the call have, you know, got to working with um, D2G and any other avenues that you might be exploring, you know, we're all constantly looking for new ways to get our writing out there and new things to write about. And so I hope at the very least that the byline is doing that for some people. And as I said, if there's any people who are wanting to try and do that, then get in touch and we can we can discuss stuff. You know, another thing I would say before I stop my rambling is that a thing we're really passionate about doing and have done in every single community article we've put out is that we always always credit people as well um there are some horror stories out there as i'm sure you all know about people stealing other people's content big brands you know taking taking the work of of someone uh you know some small junior writer and and not giving them proper credit so uh we are really passionate about making sure people's articles have their name on it um people's handles are tweeted out when the articles are tweeted out the first time um so people can associate their their work with themselves you know so 
this could be a great thing for building a portfolio with as well. Um, so yeah, any anyone out there that's interested, let me know, byline at sigames.com, and I will stop rambling about that now. As you can tell, I am pretty passionate about it, as I said, so there you go. That's, that's fantastic, and of course, if you have an idea or if you just want to get in touch with uh, the guys at the byline, of course, send that email right now. Um, but sadly, that's all we have time for. Thanks a lot uh, again, guys. Dom, it's been a pleasure having you here. No, thank you guys. Um, this was awesome. Um, always a great pleasure to be asked on things like this. So thank you, Luke, for for reaching out. And um, right. yeah, I'd uh, I'd love to come back anytime. Anytime uh, you know you're running out of things to talk about, then uh, I can start rounding about the byline again or Barcelona again if you want. <laughs> that's fantastic, guys. Thanks a lot again. And well, that's all we have time for again today. Uh, if you want to check any of the articles we mentioned or uh any of the articles at the byline of uh you can find it around at dictatedgame.com and find us on twitter at dictatedgame and um what's the address for the byline tom it is byline at sigames.com just byline not the byline just byline at sigames.com that's fantastic cheers guys thanks a lot bye 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 bye